0: Alright, welcome to the class, Bragging on Jesus. Uh, today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what this study is about. Of course, Bragging on Jesus uh, pretty much says it all, but I want to us to look a little more at the, the foundation uh, that we're going to build the next six weeks on. And then we will look at an assignment uh, for next week, and we hopefully we'll have time to get started on that. Um, and you can work on it and tweak it uh, to more some more throughout the week, if you will. Uh, we're going to be writing a mission prayer out. now. Now, um, every week I do want to start from a start with a text from the Bible that um, is associated with somehow relates to bragging on Jesus, and but we're not going to really discuss the text in depth. Uh, but I want us to get started on the right track. Today's is Galatians. 6:14 Paul is speaking he says this but for me or excuse me but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me and died to the world so far be it from me to boast the word boast means to brag so Paul didn't want to brag in anything the world had. Uh, offered or anything the world had given him, uh, anything he received from the world, he bragged on Jesus and the cross. Um, so, th- you know that's uh, that's what the class is about: bragging on Jesus, uh, seeing how Jesus is our our everything, seeing the glory of God in Jesus, and then being able to articulate that and brag on Jesus to the world. So our class is basically, I think, about two things. And just what I said, uh, how we can personally see more of the glory of God be transformed, as 2 Corinthians 3.18 says. And, uh, and it says, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. But we see that it's always connected to God's Word. The Holy Spirit doesn't guide us in something that's not in line with God's Word. And then number two... Um, not only how we can see more of God's glory and be transformed, but also how can we carry out the the Great Commission in Matthew 28? How can we share more effectively the glory of God with others and the good news of Jesus? So, and uh, this comes, I I think we're going to see some helps anyway in this. Of course, it comes from the Spirit, but we can be intentional and learn how to, to order our thoughts on paper and with uh, and some creative writing styles and creative studying uh, types. Today we're going to be writing out a prayer for next week we can bring back and then over the next few weeks we're going to write out a couple devotions, a poem, a statement of purpose and, um, and the gospel and uh, there will be some options as to how we do that. But that's our goal, and you know, in today's culture, I just I just want to lay a foundation here for what we're doing. Um, writing and speaking are really uh, more important than they have been in a long time. Uh, in your job, if you go to interview, I mean that that's one of the, the most important things. People that can speak well and 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 motivate others and and be clear about getting their point across. Um, are highly sought after in, in the job markets. Uh, and then social media, what about that? I mean, good communication techniques and abilities are necessary uh, in this online world we live on, live in. Take YouTube, for example, um, You know, if you wanna get your word out to the masses, you have to, um, to know how to speak well and to order your thoughts correctly. Uh, Whether you're selling ads on Facebook or Instagram or communicating on Twitter or email, text, whatever it may be. And uh, and these uh, literary um, tools of language are important. And so in our creative writing, we're going to to be uh, trying to exercise those. Things like storytelling, metaphors, um, allegories. Jesus used parables, and I think he used sarcasm, and he he used extremes when making a point. And all these kinds of things we can utilize the way Jesus did to be more effective, more intentional about uh, proclaiming the truths of the glory of God to others. So this is the world we live in today. It's more and more uh, necessary And we can utilize the same techniques that they use in uh, TED Talks and some of the other venues. So, you know, let's see. I do want to ask you a few questions uh, relating to bragging on Jesus and get your input. What do you think might be necessary in order to honestly brag on somebody, anybody? Any ideas? Well, we need to know someone fairly good in order to brag on them, right? Not just on a surface level. Um, and in the same way, we need to know Jesus enough to extensively brag on him. So to do him justice, in some contexts anyway. One thing I've noticed in the Muslim world, uh, just, just with my contact uh, with them mainly through the news, interviews I've heard, and... Uh, on movies, even uh, I, don't, I really don't know any Muslims, so I may be wrong. But from what I've seen, um, they do brag on their God that they call Allah uh, a lot. They brag on him, and they uh, they say God or Allah is good, Allah is great, and they say it over and over. What I've heard, um, even I think in 9/11 before they went to to, to the suicide bombings, those particular Muslims said God, is, you know, Allah is great. On the way. Well, the problem I have is that I haven't heard from the Muslim community in what ways Allah is great. Therefore, the, their words carry no relevance. There's no weight associated with what they say. You know, I can't attach any context to it. It's similar when I've heard uh, Jehovah Witness come to my door. Uh, usually, they will ask me, "What do I think the future is going to be like?" And, you know, what's heaven going to be like, or heaven on earth? You know what? And but they don't give me any information. We'll come and listen. You know, I don't hear anything about any good news that they have of great joy for my sin. My point is this, before anyone anyone might brag, believe us when we brag on Jesus, we need to know Jesus good enough to brag on him. Good enough to tell people why he is good. We need to know him good enough to tell tell them why he's relevant, why he's good news, our supreme treasure worth giving all things for. So the sub-question is, how do we get to know Jesus better? Well, we need to go to God's word. So the Holy Spirit, as I said, helps guide us into seeing the glory of God. But it's always connected to His Word. We need to get into His Word. And I want to make a bold statement that I believe. I believe there are many Christians, maybe hundreds of thousands in the world, who have never studied God's Word. I'm talking about believers who have access to God's Word. Probably most or many are in the United States. They may listen to a preacher. They may read their Bible some. Um, They may listen to a Bible app. Those things are awesome. But they have never studied their Bible. Uh, I think we have to be serious enough to study our Bible. Uh, Studying brings something else to the table. It does include reading. So reading is most important. You know, God's word uh, being spoken to us is most important. And God has anointed preaching to be special, the way that he connects with people. But I think that studying brings something to the table that we can't ignore. Um, what, what does it bring? Well, when you're studying and you come across something that catches your, your eye and you say, wow, you're able to stop and. And pause, and can ponder that that truth God showed you. You're able to stop and look up references, and the, concerning that thing that grabbed you, you might want to, you know, write uh, it out in some kind of a statement that makes sense to you. Right? God just shown you a, a glimpse of His glory that you haven't seen before. It, this is life changing. And you want to put it into a sentence that makes sense, something you can take with you, maybe using your prayers or print out tape on your mirror or on your refrigerator next to that diet picture you have in your children. You want to be able to internalize it. And you want it to get inside so it'll change you. And then you want to be able to articulate that, that awesome thing to others. So I, I believe as we study God's Word... We need to, it's good to be able to do it with a dual purpose. And that's what Bragging on Jesus is all about. It's seeing the glory of God for ourselves so we can worship God through Jesus better tomorrow than we did today with more joy than number two, that we might be able to share and articulate the good news to others better tomorrow than we did today. So, um, And also, uh, I mean, studying implies that we are actually serious about the Great Commission in Matthew 28, which is not really just to share the the good news, but it's to do something far more vast. And that is to disciple others, to make disciples. How can we do that if we don't study? Paul himself, he, he asked for the parchments and the scrolls to be brought to him. And he spent so much time, even before he became a Christian, he was ground in the study of God's Word. And then God, I think at the right time, brought the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ to all those things he has studied. I think studying is important. Um, And I won't ask you to do this, but uh, consider what does a typical week in your life look like in relationship to God's Word and I'm sure you could all, many of you could probably give me some really good uh, examples. For most of my life, it was non existent. But it plays a part, a big part of my life now. And it, my life has been transformed over the last few years because of it. So, number two again, what is necessary in order to brag on Jesus uh, effectively and honestly? Um, I think we have to find joy in God's Word, joy in God. If we don't have the joy, you know, we're not going to be a good bragger. Much more can be said on that. I want to move on because we have a lot to, to cover. Uh, number three, in order to brag on Jesus, we need to actually be walking in that joy and delight, walking in the fellowship of God, Right. All right, now we are going to look at our assignment for for next week, and we can get started on it today. um, It will be to write out a mission type prayer. Maybe you've wrote out prayers before, many of you have. Our our forefathers, many of them, pilgrims, and there's records and books you can buy, and uh, copies of prayers that they wrote, and uh, heroes of our faith. Uh, kept in diaries and such, it's a good way to organize our our deep, uh, the deep deep things in our heart, and to bring them before the Lord, and also to uh, to look back upon and see ah oh, see how God has has answered my prayer. So I want to read the focal text for today for our next next week's uh, assignment, and. Um, Then uh, well, you can get started on writing out a mission prayer. And then throughout the week, you can tweak that, not tweet it. Well, you can tweet it too, but you can tweak it and, and rearrange your words and, and add things, some specific things maybe. So the, the setting for the text, uh, it will come from John 15, 1 through 11. You can read all of John 15 would be good. but um, And there's some other associated texts you can look on your worksheet. So uh, and, and see some helps, and this is this worksheet is is just a guide to kind of to to help you in some way possibly um, begin writing out a prayer and to think along the lines. And uh, there's lots of cross cross references in the worksheets as well. So the setting is uh, this is hours before Jesus was taken away by the Roman soldiers and the Jewish leaders to be. Interrogated, beaten, uh, and then crucified, um, and then to rise again on the third day. Um, The conversations Jesus has been having with his disciples, this was about a 24-hour period probably, and it went on from chapter 13 to 18. So there's a lot of material. We get to pretty much look into the day, every hour almost, in the day of the life of Jesus. And his disciples here. In fact, John 17 is a, is a solid. The whole chapter is a prayer to God. Um, but Jesus is giving them last minute instructions, I believe, before he goes to the cross. And this uh, passage we're looking at is full of rich truths. Um, however, I want us to focus on the mission. Uh, writing a mission prayer, uh, staying close to Christ, being about mission—we could chase a lot of amazing rat, rabbits in this pet Probably get, books are written, probably about this this very few verses here. Uh, it involves, you know, uh, questions like can a Christian lose their salvation, and uh, you know, uh, all kinds of things here. I, w- I want us to stay on, on focus with. A missions prayer for us. Just, I mean, Jesus is giving them some great encouragement and uh, great promises and a great mission in these in these uh, verses. And, you know, the disciples, many would be martyrs and uh, you and I may be martyrs as well. But this mission is ours. It would be handed off to us as well. And... Um, let me read here and then you can tell me what stands out to you and then we'll break it apart into small groups and go through the worksheet. Uh, John 15, 1, Jesus is speaking. I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word may be in you, and that your joy may be full. All right. Well, I think, you know, what stood out in the passage, uh, one thing that stands out right away to me is the the many times that Jesus uses the word abide. And in the passage we read, I think there's more in John, the whole chapter, but uh, there's 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, 10 times he uses uh, the word abide. Or abides. And and so to abide means to comply with, to observe, follow, adhere to, continue with, stay with. So Jesus wants us to continue with him, stay with him, let his word stay with us. These kinds of things in obedience. So um, and Jesus was given, handing out this mission to his disciples. It was a mission that would be completed. You know, Acts 1.8, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And uh, we see so many references to God, uh, his word reaching out to all people groups and to the elect uh, throughout the, the whole world. Well, we're on mission. We're, we are all. Let, let's uh, break apart and discuss uh, the uh, the worksheet, try to fill some of that out, maybe begin to write a first draft on a prayer, personal prayer. You know, pa- Pastor Jason has said before that it's good to include Scripture in prayer. And for sure, when you don't know what to pray, uh, hey, pray God's Word. And you can utilize uh the text uh, that we read, some some of the words and some of the phrases. If you want in your prayer, your prayer might start off like, uh, "Father, help me today to abide in You." Or, oh, "Lord, please give me joy in, in in keeping Your word and being on mission." Uh, all these kind of things. I think also, I you know, um, you might be intentional and you might add this later at your house if you want. Uh, you know, the uh, the intentional. Prayer requests. I mean, that Jesus is telling us: ask whatever you will. You know, what is your mission? What mission do you want to have? Have you thought about your mission much? Maybe you have things that you work on. Maybe, uh, maybe you're like me and you want to do better at, at witnessing to your neighbor across the street or next door. I'm not too good. Maybe you want to. You have a heart to to be a, a witness to people on Facebook who. You can see that they're hurting, and you want to message them and give ask God to help. He promises that whatever he we ask for His glory, for His name, for His mission, He will that the, the Father might be glorified in the Son. He will do it. For me, it's things that my my mission in Christ has developed uh, in relation to nursing home ministry, uh, bragging on Jesus sermons. Uh, Now Sunday school, writing devotions, songwriting, I'd like to do that. Those kind of things are part of my prayers, my specific prayers in in witnessing to others different things. So maybe you, maybe you want to to start a a family time of of, uh, Bible study or prayer time. Ask God specifically for help. He's given us a promise for mission. Maybe you want to eventually, maybe you're not ready, you want to start a backyard Bible study. Pray to God. God wants his mission to to play out, and he wants you to be a part of it. And it will play out, and and ask God to to show you how to be a part of it. So let's break apart, and, um, and then we will come back together and discuss the worksheet a little bit, and then we'll be dismissed. All right, let's come back together. I want to look through some of these uh, verses here, see what you thought. and um, So let's, uh, let's pick apart verse 7 a little bit. If you abide in me, what do you think? How do you think we abide in Christ? Well, we abide in him. For one, uh, positionally, through the blood of Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ's righteousness, definitely not through our own righteousness, but because of the same thing Paul was talking about before when he says that he boasts in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, It's because of the cross that we abide in Christ, his righteousness, and I think we can see that in verse. Let's see, one, two, three. Already, you are clean. Verse number three. Uh, so we see that the disciples, uh, was, except for, for Judas at least, was clean in in Christ, um, because in his word. I mean, his word was that he was going to the cross. He was going to be doing that like the next day, I think. And and that's how we are, positionally right in Christ. Uh, and then throughout the rest of the passage, much of it, we see that we, we abide in Christ also practically as we're being transformed, as we're walking in his fellowship, and as his, his word is abiding in our hearts and being our joy and, and our treasure. So we abide in, uh, positionally through Christ's righteousness and practically as he is sanctifying us and working in our lives. Through his word. And verse 7 says, And my words, you know, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. So I think his words abiding in us means just that, that that they are a part of us. They're being internalized within our lives. And I hope that, I think that Bible study, as I've said before, uh, can be a great asset in that. Verse 7 continues, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. I mean, is this a blank check for our heart's desire? Well, no, not really, is it? I mean, um, we uh, John in John 14, I think verse 14, 12 through 14, which, which probably was spoken just a few minutes before Jesus, he said that if we ask anything, if the disciples ask, and right before that he says, whoever, uh, but if they ask anything in his name, He would grant it that the Father might be glorified in the Son. So it's conditional, right? It's not a blank check. Uh, It's for the glory of God. And um, we can find these connections all the way through the Bible. Psalms 37.4 Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. So that's that's the condition that we are delighting ourselves in the Lord. It's got to be for the glory of God. Uh, 1 John 2.27 um, But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you. There's that word again. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, and here's the word again, abide in him. Right, so so God gives us knowledge, but it, it comes from abiding in Christ. These things are all connected. Um, also, there's a few more scriptures. We don't have time for all that. Here's a, a negative side that shows the same truth. James four three. You ask and do not receive, because you ask wrongly, to spend it on. Your passions. So it's not when we ask and delight in ourselves. God does not give us the desires of our heart. All right. In this um, pre-recording here, we don't have time to go uh, or a good way to go over all the uh, the worksheet. I think I would just say continue going over your prayers at least once a day. You know, if you can, more ponder, pray over, yeah, you know, reorder, tweak, look up other references, but ask God actually to internalize his truths from this text into your heart. All right. You know, uh, the Lord has shown us, Jesus has, sh- has shown us some amazing things. Uh, you know, our, our, our mission and how we can participate. He, he's given us promises and encouragement and, uh, He showed us that I think that it's all about His glory. I think you can see that in the text. He blesses us even for His glory. Um, And, you know, you can let your your prayer be short or long. You might even have a short one and a long one. But I would hope you might aim at one, at least, that you can internalize and and pray at least aspects of it on a daily basis. Um, So... um, let's go ahead and pray father God um, you're awesome Lord thank you for your word um, thank you for how it transforms our life Lord um, please Lord quicken us Lord to to make petitions and requests to you that are for your mission and to do that in faith Lord to uh, please quicken us uh, motivate us to to have a heart to be in your mission, to actively, intentionally seek and and, and search and, and desire to be a part of your ministry for the kingdom of God throughout the world, Father, you promised that if we ask you for help, you would you would you would give us what we ask uh, if we delight in you if if it's for. Uh, If we ask in your name that the Father may be glorified in the Son, Lord, you want your mission to succeed, and you have guaranteed that it will, Father. And Lord, we're asking that we might be a participant in your mission, Lord, in this charge, Father. Uh, Please help us not to limit you, but to to think big, because you are all-powerful, a big God, Lord guide us uh, to internalize your word Lord help us to not abide in the world uh, and the the promises and the excitement and the passions of the world but to abide in you and to to do that not only through uh, positionally through the, the blood of Jesus and his righteousness but also uh, practically as we walk closely in your fellowship. In Your Word, um, studying Your Word, Father, and making disciples, and letting Your Word also abide in us as our and tre- uh, treasuring it, holding it close to us, Lord, and being internalized, transforming us, Lord. And thank you for the sign-on bonus we, we have, which was Your joy, Father, when we came to You, and You want our joy to be full, Father, um, and so help us to, uh, to walk. And abide in you, walk close to you. And Lord, in the areas where we need prunes, where need things need to be cut off so that your fruit might grow. Where the high places need to be torn down, Father, so that uh, we might worship you better and share your glory with others. Prune us, Father, so we might bear more fruit. And not just more fruit, but good fruit. And um, uh, much good fruit and a much good fruit that lasts, Father. Help us. Help our fruit to last, Lord, Uh, that you might be glorious in all things. And thank you for for blessing us in you and in your ministry, Father. Our our, Our mission has changed, Father, and we thank you for making that happen, Lord. It's all to your glory and nothing for our own. In Jesus' name, amen.